I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. There's obviously a lot going on back in Washington, D.C. this week from infrastructure rules and deals to Afghanistan and everything in between. Here to help us break it all down and put it into proper perspective is Representative Blake Moore from the great state of Utah in the 1st Congressional District. Congressman, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd, as always. Uh, It has been quite a week uh, this week from uh, our nation's capital, and sometimes we can kind of scratch our head and, and talk about politics as usual, and sometimes we have to set the politics into a different space so that we can address the more weighty issues and uh, I know you have been uh, working tirelessly in terms of uh, making sure we have all the right information, uh, a lot of closed uh, pr- private briefings in terms of what's going on in Afghanistan. Give us some perspective uh, of what you've seen, what you've done, and what you felt as you've gone through the week this week. Yeah, I, I think the most notable thing is just how we all felt yesterday, learning that 13 service members were killed. And and that's and that's simply just not a time for politics. It's not a time. It's a time to to to, to reflect on the service that they provided, making sure we the others that are in that that sphere are safe. Um, to sort of shore that up, to, to, if you will. I was um, I was glad to see that we were able to continue some evacuation flights. That we felt that there was a secure enough situation. But I mean, it, it, the focus ultimately comes down. I mean, we've been frantically trying to process either. Uh, in special special visas and U.S. citizens and identify people and some are hunkering in their homes, some are trying to get to the airport and then you know we put we were we had to, we had to face that decision do we do we do we advise people to to hunker or do we advise these folks to try to get to the airport and knowing that the situation was deteriorating but is it deteriorating for them in in the if they if they you know stay in their homes in those areas or uh, if they go to the airport we know and, and it's clear that that was one of the most dangerous places to be yesterday. And, but again, it all comes down to, we lost service members yesterday and it's just, a, it's a time to, to, to mourn that and reflect that. Yes. That uh, gold star families and gold star communities uh, have been a big part of our conversation. And uh, we know there are, are many whose hearts are, are really heavy uh, in that space. As, as you've looked at and listened to, uh, some of the briefings that you've had, some of the secure briefings. Is there anything that you have listened to or learned in that process uh, that is kind of an important point in terms of how do we actually move forward from this? Yeah, not not since I've had a chance to speak with many colleagues, but I, we have not heard from from leadership uh, from either state or, or military after the um, after the attacks yesterday. But what we have is a we're at a disadvantage right now. We're not in a position of strength um, to be able to go out and collect the intelligence that's needed to be able to identify and hold these people accountable, uh, and to and to go and and um, and to 
go and take action against ISK. Uh, you know, we, we, we talked about one of the biggest issues with Taliban you know, taking over. Regard, if it was even over time or as quickly as it happened, one of the biggest issues with that was, of course, the human rights, uh, particularly the women that would exist in that, in that nation, right. but also harboring a terrorist. And so you see uh, release from prison and um, an immediate uh, ter- terrorist attack that was imminent. Um, we've, got, we've got to be able to, 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 to neutralize that threat. Yeah. And now ISK is, is enemy number one, right? right. And yeah. um, we've got to be able to mobilize and go after that. We need to get our folks out and we need to regroup and mobilize and go after ISK and, and, and avenge these soldiers' deaths. Yes, and we have uh, we have some breaking news uh, here at KSL News Radio, and Congressman uh, will have you uh, respond to this as well. We spoke of the 13 uh, members of the U.S. military that were killed at the Kabul airport yesterday uh, at the gate by a suicide bomber. We've talked about Gold Star families and Gold Star communities, and uh, Utah is not exempt. Uh, KSL-TV is confirmed and reporting that uh, a Utah Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover uh, was one of those uh, who was killed in action. Uh, so from the Marine, Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover uh, was uh, tragically one of those uh, killed in Afghanistan and uh, we'll continue to cover that here on KSL News Radio and and uh, Congressman, that's obviously very sobering, uh, very somber news uh, that Utah was uh, not spared uh, from the loss yesterday uh, by a suicide bomber at the Abbey Gate at the Kabul Airport, and uh, Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover uh, perished in that attack and in that explosion, and uh, we we send our uh, thoughts and prayers to a, a new Gold Star family uh, and uh, and to a community uh, that will mourn the loss of, of Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover. Uh, your response to that, uh, Congressman, uh, that's uh, one of the heavy days, I think, in office are these kinds of calls and these kinds of interactions um, uh, from from this kind of loss. We, we've been waiting for that confirmation, and, and that's the first that I've heard of the name, um, his, to his dad, uh, we, um, I, I just, I, my heart, my heart absolutely goes out to his, to his family. Um, and we, as an entire delegation, and I'm quite certain that the governor will, will, you know, we just, we want you to know that we will do everything we can to make sure that they're comforted in this time. Um, and help them in a way they are among the, the, the nation's very best state to care for and appreciate um, their service. Uh, there's an amazing defense and veteran community in Utah, and this is just this is, this is heartbreaking. It's the first I, I, I heard the name. We, we got word that this was coming. Um, and uh, to, to his family, I, uh, whatever we can do to honor what his sacrifice, he he. he he put himself in a tough situation and was willing to, to do this and, uh, and, and saved. There's, there's over a hundred thousand people that have been evacuated and, and that's, that's on his legacy to, uh, to be a part of that. Many people will live amazing lives and will welcome many to Utah. And yeah, well, it, 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 this will be remembered as 
something that, that Utahns will get behind him. Thanks, Floyd. Thank you, Congressman. Uh, these are just heart-wrenching uh, moments, and there are important moments. And, uh, Congressman, I appreciate uh, your focus in terms of uh, we will honor that legacy, and we will honor the legacy of those that he helped evacuate, over 111,000 to, to this point, uh, that will have lives of meaning and opportunity uh, because of the sacrifice of Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover, uh, who is from the state of Utah, and to his parents, to his family members, we we extend uh, our love, and we will do something today. Uh, I think Congressman Moore uh, hit it right on. This is real, and this is raw, and the best thing that each one of us can do today to honor Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover uh, who perished in Afghanistan in that blast yesterday, is to make sure we live our lives with excellence today. Uh, he was part of an extraordinary force that has evacuated and given opportunities for a better life to over, think of that number, over 111,000 have been evacuated, and they will have lives of meaning and opportunity uh, because of that sacrifice. Don't lose that. And go out today and do something to honor that, do it um, do that today in honor of a fallen hero, one who gave the last full measure of devotion to this nation, and we will have more to come on Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.